If you wish to get your body moving to empower your brain to know you can do great things, but you don't want your New Year's resolution to fade by February 1st, then I recommend signing up for Future. I connected with Lisa, thanks to the sponsor of today's video and episode, Future. Future is a fitness app that pairs you with your own highly credentialed fitness coach who will hold you accountable and keep your workouts fresh and fun. Upon signing up, you'll have a video call with your coach who will then design a fitness plan unique to you between voice prompts, video checking calls with your coach and messaging within the app. You'll feel like your coach is always by your side. If you want 2023 to be the year you crush your fitness goals, go to www.tryfuture.co forward slash empath. Try your first month with Future for just $19. The link is in the show notes. That's www.tryfuture.co forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H. Betrayal by a trusted person, whether it a family member, friend, or lover, can be one of the most shocking and heartbreaking experiences in your life. This episode will cover the three stages of healing and different methods of dealing with betrayal, as well as provide advice on how to move on and cope with the pain it brings. Facing betrayal can be horrific, can be depressing, and can be shocking. Learn how to move on and cope with the pain through this podcast episode on Surviving Betrayal with Dr. Debbie Silver. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your nurturing warrior guide through the darkness. If you're enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe and rate and review this podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 2. Surviving Betrayal from the Narcissist You Love with Dr. Debbie Silver. Dr. Debbie Silver is the founder of the PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, and is a holistic psychologist, a health, mindset, and personal development expert, the author of Trust Again, and is a two-time number one international bestseller author of The Unshakable Woman and From Hardened to Heal. Her podcast, From Betrayal to Breakthrough, is also globally ranked within the top 1.5% of podcasts. Just a reminder, this episode is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional therapy. Highly sensitive people have a heightened awareness of other people's emotions and feelings. They tend to be more empathic and compassionate. Dear empaths, do you relate to that statement? Empaths often feel overwhelmed by others' pain, sadness, anger, and grief. I myself, just as the Hindu goddess Kali and Mesopotamian goddess Inanna, have walked through the darkness, died to myself and ego, and ascended to connect with my true, authentic self. Part of that healing journey, I truly benefited from talk therapy. This is why I specifically chose, out of all the sponsors out there, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. 
It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential in therapy. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H. And the link is in the show notes. Hello, Debbie. It's so good to have you here. Uh, Thanks so much. Looking forward to our conversation. Yes, I am. I'm truly honored for you to be sharing with us a bit more of your wisdom. I was reading through your book a bit, so I have um, some quotes I'd love to share. But this topic about betrayal, I think this is really important because especially when dealing with narcissistic abuse, it is an intimate abuse. And so, of course, there's betrayal. But there can be transformation and healing from this. So, yeah, this is going to be a great. Excited. Looking for. Yeah. So first off, absolutely. First off, um, let's hear a bit about you, maybe your journey uh, in your life. And if you have any experiences with narcissists and how you kind of led you to the work you do Mm, now. I absolutely do. (laughs) It's it's my (laughs) 30th year in business and uh, it was health and then mindset and personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. And then it happened a few years later. This time it was my husband. Well, that was the deal breaker. So got him out of the house. And here I was, uh, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I, but I looked at the two experiences. I'm like, what's similar to these two, you know, of me, but what else? And I realized boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my own needs seriously. And I'm one of those people that believes if nothing changes, nothing changes. So I enrolled in a PhD program. Like a book wasn't getting me out of this jam. I needed a whole PhD. And it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. And while I was there, I did a study. I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us? physically, mentally, and emotionally, when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive. I mean, honestly, I was really just trying to heal. That was my goal. But that study (laughs) led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Some people you do. Yeah. We just kind of read a book, listen to a podcast, but you're like, let me just dive deep into this depths of the water and do a study, get a PhD and that is, we all have our journey of healing. That's amazing. Well, you know what? This, the discoveries were so exciting because, I mean, I was the guinea pig. I was just whatever was working, whatever the research proved was working, I did. And whatever, you know, it showed wasn't working, I didn't do. And, you know, as these discoveries came about, I was like, well, you can't go making discoveries and go back to what you were doing, you know? So, yeah. uh, and I'm happy to share what they are, if that would serve. Yes, that was my next question. I do have in my notes here three types of destructive behaviors from unhealed betrayal, which might tie into your three discoveries. Yeah? 
Okay, so let's lay. Let's get into the topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, the first the first one was originally I was studying betrayal and post traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, you know, you mentioned transformation before. I look at um, I look at post traumatic growth as like the upside of trauma. How that trauma, whatever it is, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever leaves you with a new awareness, insight, perspective that you didn't have. Yeah. But I had been through death, death of a loved one. I'd been through disease. And I was like, nope, betrayal feels very different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for all my study participants. So I asked them, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? Unanimously, they said, it's so different. And here's why. Yeah. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the whole self gets shattered. Think about it, action, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they all have to be rebuilt. So it needed, that type of healing needed its own name. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. So that betrayal is a different type of trauma. Mm, that was the first. Incredible. Wow. So... I I absolutely can understand. And it's almost like you assume, yes, but didn't have to actually go through the study and be like, yes, unanimously, every single one was like totally different. It's earth shattering. It's soul shattering. And it's really hard to disconnect. Like, because I feel like a lot of times in this spiritual world, we talk about, oh, my soul, like, came here and this like a karmic relationship or like maybe you pick this person to abuse you and it's like I don't know if I truly believe that it might just be some horrible coincidence that propelled you into growth but it's like to, to disconnect the soul and the ego the ego for sure is shattered but I feel like in the depths too of your heart you're shattered and betrayed together yeah oh absolutely it's and you know it's it's um since it's a spiritual audience, I mean, I, I'll just go there with you. Speaking of like, was this something that you, you know, you chose? It, and I know it sounds so crazy, but it's really true that our, our, um, the people who hurt us the most are our greatest teachers. And one of the, and I'll get to the two other discoveries, but, you know, think about it with betrayal, trust is shattered. And what happens is not only do we lose trust in the person we trusted the most, yeah. we lose trust in ourselves. Because we're like, where was I? How did I not see? How did I not know? So if, we, if we've lost trust in the person we trusted the most and we lose trust in ourselves, then we're like, well, how in the world can I trust in anything and anyone? So I was in that exact spot. And so I went to see a, a spiritual counselor who since become a dear friend. And I'll, I'll never forget walking into her office at the time. And she just starts laughing. I mean, I didn't even sit down. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? She's oh my gosh, how you two plan this. And I was like, what did you just, just yeah. he needed something so catastrophic to crash and burn and become the husband, father, friend he's supposed to be. You, you needed something so big and so painful so you can heal and teach from this deep place of knowing. You're going to have books and this big following around betrayal and an institute. And I'm like, <laughs> you're crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, it, you you just you never know. I mean, in in this case, I I remember thinking to myself, mm-hmm. what if she's right? What if she's right? You know, and and it just it gave me. I was still going to do my work to heal, and and then I'm happy to share what happened uh, with all of that. But but there was something in the back of my head where it was like, I'm going to do everything I need to he- to do to heal. But what what if she's right? And I remember there was a point in the study where 
I don't know. It was just this. I said it to myself and I said, I, I don't know how I'm going to heal from this. But if I do, I'm mm. taking everybody with me. And that was, <laughs> then I went about my business. But I remember, I remember saying those words. So, you know, we never yeah. know why these things happen. But, but to answer, you mentioned something about, you know, just really how yeah. catastrophic it is. And, and it is because there's this shattering of the self. And there's actually, that was the second discovery. There's this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. So on our site, we have our post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent people are struggling. We've had 80,000 plus people taking the post-betrayal syndrome quiz. What's so interesting about it is, um, you know, we've all heard time heals all wounds. I have the proof that when it comes to betrayal, mm. that's not true. We count on time or we count on a new relationship to heal it and it doesn't work. And, and you know, there's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. It feels like it happened yesterday. So we know you cannot count on time or a new relationship to heal it. It needs to be deliberate and mm. intentional. And every few months I pull stats from the quiz to see where people land. Happy yeah, to share absolutely. Them if you like. Sure. Okay. So now imagine we have men, women, just about every country's represented, 80,000 plus people. So out of all of them, 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. Yeah. And those triggers can take you right down. The most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue, 47% have weight changes. Maybe in the beginning, you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort. 45% have digestive issues, and that could be anything from Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, you name it. The most common mental symptoms, and by the way, with a narcissist, count yeah. on these symptoms for sure because <laughs> crazy making okay uh, 78 percent are overwhelmed 70 percent are walking around in a state of disbelief 68 percent can't focus 64 percent are in shock 62 percent can't concentrate so imagine you can't concentrate you're exhausted you have a gut issue yeah. you still have to feed your kids like you still have to work that's not even emotionally emotionally 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are really angry. You yeah. can bounce back and forth mm -hmm. between those two all day long. 82% are hurt. 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Just a few more. Mm. Here's why I wrote my book, Trust, again. 84% have an inability mm. to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward and 90% want to move forward, but they don't know. Yeah. Those are so powerful to hear. Mm -hmm. And gosh, it's like everyone's so affirming. It's like, yes, yes, yes. And what's so crazy is you didn't hear me say any statistic that was like 20%, 30%. These numbers are high. No. Here's what's. They're all over 50% except for like 47, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Here's what's so crazy about that. These stats aren't necessarily from a recent betrayal. This could be from that narcissistic parent or abusive parent who did something when you were a little kid. This could be yeah. from the girlfriend or boyfriend who broke your heart in high school. It could be from something decades ago. Now, think about this. 
that person may not know, care, or even remember. They may not even be alive. And here we are walking around with these symptoms based on something that happened decades ago. That's the crime. I mean, the good news is you can heal from all of it. And that was the third discovery. Happy to talk about that if you want. Yeah. Wow. That is the crime is it's so you, you can't be in the other person's mind. You can't be in the narcissist's mind. And it doesn't matter if they did it intentional or they were unconscious. It happened. And that's the reality. And you're dealing with the aftermath of this. And it's sitting within your body and your mind. And knowing how to move through and heal it is something that's still like an untapped tool. It's not a common widespread known thing. Well, that's that's what the third discovery was was for. And when the third discovery showed up, and to me, that was the most exciting. Uh, what we th this was where, I, you know, I just said, well, this is the game changer right here, because now there's a roadmap. What what we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal and by fully heal, I mean those symptoms of post betrayal uh, syndrome to that total rebuilt, completely different healed space of post betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. Wow, that is cool. That is really amazing. Oh, yeah. And happy to share the five stages if that would serve. I think that would serve. Yeah, because that was my next question was... How do we stop this cycle of being stuck? How do we, like you said, what was the percentage? Like 80 or more didn't know, like they wanted to get better, but they didn't know how. Yeah, yeah. that was um, 90, 90%. 90%. They don't know how. And, and the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough is the way how. I mean, that's how you do it. And it's proven yeah. predictable. This isn't just me winging it. I mean, this is what the research proved. I did it myself. All of our certified coaches moved through it. All of our members within the PBT Institute moved through it and happy to share it with you. It's in trust yes. uh, and it's all we do within the Institute, but here's like a boil down version. So stage one is like a setup stage. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody, me too, was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing and kind of neglecting or ignoring the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being. But think about it. If a table only has two legs, easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day. The scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. Right here, we've ignited the stress response. We're now headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Our mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. We cannot wrap our mind around what we just learned. Makes no sense. And our worldview has just been shattered. Our worldview is our mental model, the rules that govern us, that prevent chaos. Trust this person. Don't go there. These are the rules, you know. And in one earth-shattering moment, every rule we've believed in and held to be real and true is no longer the bottom, truly has bottomed out on us. And what's so terrifying is a new bottom hasn't been formed yet, right? So mm. it's horrible. But think about it. 
if the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap though. Stage three, by far, hands down, is the most common place we get stuck. And and Mm -hmm. we get stuck here for life. And here's why. Once we figured out how to survive our experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where we just came from, we think it's good. We're like, okay, I got this. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four or stage five, transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we start planting roots here. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is we start getting all of these small self benefits from being here. You know, think about it. You get your story. Oh, we love our story. You get to be right. We get someone to blame. You know, we get sympathy from everyone we share our story with. And on some level, that feels good. So we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And now, because we're here longer than we should be, now the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to be here, but we don't know that. Now, because these are the thoughts we're thinking, well, this is the energy we start putting out. Like energy attracts like energy. So now mm-hmm. we're calling situations and circumstances and even relationships. Like the misery loves company crowd, this is where they, this is where they come around. And, and they all confirm, yep, this is exactly where you belong. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we're like, this stinks, but I have to work. I have to get through my day. So right here in this spot, this is where we resign ourselves. We're like, I got to I gotta just do something to get through my day. Here's where we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, anything to numb, avoid, and distract ourselves from what's so painful to feel our face. So think about it. We do this for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit. A year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I can see someone 30 years out and say that emotional eating you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV. Do you think that has anything to do with that betrayal? And they would look at me like I have two heads. See, it happened right. three years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, they're just in that holding pattern. We talk about that a lot, this holding pattern, exactly. letting go, how to get out, and- shift and change your behaviors just one step at a time. Yeah, and that's all that is. And it was mind-blowing to me how like, well, you know, I wrote trust again because I wanted everyone to have access to the five stages, but I was like, everybody is finding themselves in stage three. So my most recent book from hardened to healed is just for stage three. It's like, come on, the worst of it happened already. You owe it to yourself to move completely through the stages. Uh, Because at this point we know staying stuck is truly a choice. And I know people get so aggravated at me when I say that, but it's so true. It it is so true because Mm -hmm. It is predictable how to move to four and five. Anyway, if you're willing to let go of the small self-benefits, grieve, mourn, the loss, bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Right there in that decision, you start turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet. 
but at least you stopped the massive damage you were creating in stages two and stage three. Stage four feels like if you've ever moved. If you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, your stuff's not all there. It's not quite cozy yet, but you're like, okay, okay, we got this. We can do this. It feels like that. And what I found- A new journey, a new chapter. Exactly. And what I, yeah. what I found so interesting about stage four was if you were to move, let's say you were to really move, you don't take everything with you. You know, you don't take those things that don't represent who you want to be when you're in your new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, right here in this space is where you've outgrown them. You don't take them with you. And I hear this all the time. People say, well, I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come along. You don't bring it with you. Very common. So I want everybody to understand what's going on there. So you don't, yeah. it is you, but in the best kind of way. Yeah, but in the good kind of way. Yeah. Now, I, I just had a thought of somebody and this very real life situation where they're at the precipice of stage three to four, but it's so darn scary. And like, I've built so much in my life in this stage three. We worked so hard to put this together, but their growth is is kind of like she's like one foot in stage four and one foot in stage three. How do yeah. how do you like? Get yourself all the way over to stage four. You know, it it is. It, it's such a crucial moment here. And if I tell you how often I will see people sabotaging their success because they don't want to outgrow the other person. So now imagine if it's a narcissist and they have no interest in changing. Nothing's different because with a, a, a real narcissist, you're getting very little change. There's no remorse, empathy, regret, you know any of it. There's just empty promises of change. That's, That's it. it. So, so the person who has an opportunity to move through the stages would rather sabotage themselves. It's almost like they don't want to, they want to unsee, they want to unlearn, they want to unknow because they're, they're afraid of, of outgrowing that person. Now, the only benefit of that person is familiarity. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But but that's that's what they're um, they're they're sabotaging their healing for. So you know, I'm I'm big on analogies, and and it it's like this. When and and I actually I did two TEDx talks, and the first one I remember saying, when the pain of where you are becomes greater than the fear of the unknown, you jump, and yeah. could very likely be that the fear of the unknown is winning and she's just not in enough pain yet. You don't know yeah. what's, you know, stage four is the unknown, but you get to deliberately and intentionally create what it is you want instead of the known familiar where all you get is more of the same. And in fact, there were, there were three groups in my study who did not heal. Uh, the first group, this was the group where they were numbing, avoiding, distracting. You know, they ran to the doctor who put them on a mood stabilizer or anti-anxiety medication. May have made the day a bit easier to get through, not without a price they didn't heal. The second group, this was the group where um, they just refused to accept their betrayal. Like they had their story and they were sticking with it and deeply rooted in stage three. That's it. Now, the third mm. group, and this could very likely be the person you're speaking about, the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was out of fear of breaking up a family, financial fear, religious reasons. That was a big one. 
they mm-hmm. did whatever they could just to put it behind them, you know, turn the other cheek, whatever it was. I saw two things with this group. Number one, a further deterioration of the relationship. And number two, this group by far was the most physically sick. Mm. Your broken heart can handle <laughs> that. But we, what we do is we think it's easier, you know, and we pay such a big price for that. Yeah. All of a sudden you're going to physical therapy for a mystery, you know, sciatica or whatever, or you're going to a functional doctor because yeah. you've got like this prolonged mystery illness, like could be real, like you got sick, but then like it never really healed or went away. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Like chronic, the chronic illnesses. Yeah. Because nothing's been healed. Nothing's been resolved. Yeah. Do you want to finish stage, stage five? Yes. Yes. I please. feel like we, we we're bringing them to the other side. Let's get them all the way through. So um, yeah. anyway, when you're in, you're in stage four, you know, where you, it metaphorically, it's like you've moved to this new place when you're um, settling in, you know, mentally and you're, you're making it cozy, making it home. We move into the fifth most beautiful stage and this is healing, rebirth and a new worldview. The body starts to heal self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. We didn't have that. We didn't have the head for that stuff earlier. We were surviving, you know, now we do the, the mind is healing. We're making new rules. We're making new boundaries based on uh, the road we just traveled. And we have a new worldview based on everything we see so clearly now. And in the beginning, remember with the table, we were focused on the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. And I can personally relate. It's it's like you also are drawing certain boundaries and therefore, like as you're leaving stage three, you're getting co- cozy in your new life, like you've drawn boundaries and that's why those friends aren't or family members or partner lover, not with you in this new apartment. Like this is your new chapter in life. And then you just strengthen because you're like, oh, wow, like this feels amazing. I have peace. I don't have any drama. No one's telling me what to do. I can watch reality TV show. I can do whatever the hell I want. I can drop a towel on the floor and leave it. And no one's bickering or, or belittling me for that. And it feels amazing. So like, oh, I'm going to draw boundaries some more here, there, here, everywhere. And like you said, then you start to gain your confidence. And that's where people are, sh- are you're seeing people shine. It's like because they've reached that stage, correct? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, so, it's so beautiful to watch someone in stage four and stage five. First of all, um, you know, what's happening is betrayal really lends itself to creating a new identity. You, you take all the parts you love and you leave behind anything that no longer serves. And you create a version of yourself that never would have had the opportunity to show up had the experience not happened. And, and what's also so rewarding to see, and, and we see this with, with our, our members, is when, they're, when they move out of stage three into stage four, I see it in like stage four kind of and a half. What happens is the trauma is behind them. And all of a sudden, they get the downloads for a new, it's a new level of health, a new relationship with that person who hurt them or with someone entirely new, but a very different type of relationship, new businesses, new passion projects. They're all birthed in this spot because you weren't, you aren't ready for them. Like the PBT Institute, that was a stage five thing. It Mm -hmm. was cause of everything else. And, and uh, just to close the loop on my story, healing is always a choice, whether you rebuild yourself 
and move on. And that's what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something entirely new with the person who hurt you. So as two transformed people, um, my husband and I married each other again. Uh, Mm. New rings, new vows, new dress, and our four kids is a bridal party. That was a stage five thing too. But it wasn't, it was, we weren't the same people. We weren't the same people. It was because we both did the work physically, mentally, and emotionally. That's the opportunity. Then you come back as two entirely different people. I love that you said that because there's been a lot of questions in the field of someone I follow. He's a self-aware narcissist. They split up, the wife's back together, and everyone's angry that they're back together. But they don't see what you just described, the work that both of them are putting in, you know, therapy-wise and everything. They did a, a bit of a quick little video. She's like, we're going to therapy. Like we're coming back together as different people working yeah. on ourselves. And I would tell you, well, first of all, we have a, the, that therapist, if they are not highly skilled in betrayal, it does way more harm than good. We have so many people coming into the PBT Institute with therapy trauma, because think about it. Mm. If the therapist, and like I said, they could be wonderful, but if they're just helping you unpack, 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 if anything is going to glue you to stage three, Seriously, mm-hmm. crazy glue. It's going over your story over and over and over without a strategy to move you towards the next stage. Yeah. So we see that all the time. But- I love that. Also, yeah, that, that just a side note. Yeah, some therapists, I've heard some personal experiences that they just like, like you said, they just want to like give you medication and like the empath is called the crazy one. And mm-hmm. let's say you go with a narcissist. The narcissist knows how to like sneak their way in and say all the things. And then the therapist and them gang up on you. Yeah, exactly. Like that's trauma too. Yeah, we that have can happen that, too. We have those kind of people coming in all the, the these types of uh, betrayed people coming in all the time because it's a, like it wasn't harmful and damaging enough. Now they're like being blamed for the experience. Yeah. So be really mm-hmm. super careful. I mean- I'm a psychologist. I'm a coach first. And the whole idea is people come in and they're at stage two or stage three. And, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's very specific. It's like, what are the classes and the coaches that you need to see and the, and the master classes and the programs to move you to the next stage and then the next and the next and the next. So that's the whole idea because, oh my gosh, it's so painful. Who wants to be in the same stage for life? I mean, that's awful. No. Yeah, that's awful. And sometimes maybe this couple are, or maybe they're not, but like they may be fooling themselves thinking that they're fine and healed in, they don't, maybe they don't know about the stages, but in stage four or five, Mm -hmm. when really they're stuck in stage three still sharing all the information going over and like you said, going over and over revisiting. So they're also possibly stuck in a holding pattern. Yeah. If you're going to rebuild with someone, you want to come to it as two completely transformed people. There's not yeah. much of a resemblance between the old version of you. The parts you love can come, but but why in the world would you want to take on that person again who doesn't who hasn't seen the depth of destruction they created by their actions? I mean, that's just to set up for repeat betrayals. So we see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh, such incredible information, Debbie. Thank you so much. Share with us um, how we can connect with you. Yeah, I mean, everything is is at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com. Whether it's taking one of our quizzes, 
to find out what stage you're in or to see what symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, or if you feel comfortable enough, just jumping into any of our programs. We have a program for the betrayer too. So um, great. That's actually really good because I get a lot of hate. Some, well, not a lot, but enough where I'm like, what the? like, they're like, what about me? What, what all these support for all these impasse out here? But what about me, the narcissist? Don't we? So I love that you have that support for the betrayer. We do. It, it's an intense program. It's it's only 90 days. They meet with our coaches. We run them through our signature program. They have different homework um, that, you know, for them as opposed to the, the other the betrayed people who go through it. And they meet on a group call with me. And it's so amazing. Now, these are not people who are like, on to the next. No, these are people who realize I just blew up my life and shattered the heart and trust of the very people who were counting on me. And, and if I tell you, like, I just met with them the other night and I am telling them exactly what to say, exactly what not to say, exactly what's going on in the minds and hearts of the person they heard. And they're just taking notes. <laughs> they're like, wait, wait, say that again. I want to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. They're they're um and so very often we'll have a couple where one is going through one of our programs and the the other one is going through our rebuild program for the betrayer and they come together, come back together as two very different people. Amazing work. That's so beautiful. Thanks. And your spiritual um coach, I don't know, was she a coach or a spiritual she, she was I, so right. You know what? I don't even know how to label her. She's just <laughs> she keeps she's done it a few times. She's come in to do master classes for our community. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, she, she said it, she called it a couple of, you know, me back. (laughs) I give her total and complete credit. Oh, that's amazing. And of course your books too, you have both on Amazon. So I have, I have six books, but the, but the ones most relevant to what we're talking about would be trust again. Um, and that one moves someone through the five stages. It's a deep, it's a deep dive. And the one, if you feel you are just stuck in stage three from hardened to healed, but I, I would get trust again first. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when recovering from narcissistic abuse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Perfect. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Debbie. Any any other closing thoughts or messages you yeah. want to share with the audience? Sure. Thank you. You know, I first of all, I would I, I would say... I, I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do, you know, and there wasn't a roadmap. Now there is. And, um, and I know how painful, I know how painful it is. Uh, and even though it happened to you, it's not about you. So if you have to say that to yourself a million times, it's worth it. Just, um, move through the stages so you can enjoy what stage four and stage five is all about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you again. If you love this podcast and you're so excited for season five, please rate and review this podcast. Make sure to subscribe and hit that bell to get all the notifications when I release episodes Tuesday, Sunday, and Thursday. You are worth the love from a healthy, supportive partner. You deserve that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Grab How to Draw Your Powerful Boundaries workshop free gift in the link in the show notes, as well as join the amazing Empath Healing Community at the founding member price now only for the month of January. We'll be joining and gathering on Patreon and meeting up once a month on Google Meetup. Join our community in the link in the show notes. Share this podcast to your stories and tag me at Raven Scott Show. So much love. And remember, always keep your unique light shining.
Losing time, I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need what you need We're broken, it's tragic We're not all elastic But maybe there's magic 